0: It was just one of those like realizations that like certain things and certain fitness goals are well within people's reaches. Um, and it's shocking sometimes the barriers we put between them uh, because of what we see from a magazine or what we see from the outside view of a lot of
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, KCF Conversations. Uh, today I am joined by Cade Strong, you guys all know him, one of our head coaches here. Uh, and we are kicking off uh, a series where you're gonna get to know the coaches a little bit. Uh, you know them as the leaders of the gym, they're up there uh, coaching you through all of your classes, uh, but we're gonna take an opportunity to get to know them just a little bit better, uh, find out a little bit on their backstory. So um, we're kicking this off with Cade, uh, but Continue to follow along, and uh, you'll get to know all of our coaches uh, over the over the coming weeks. So, Cade, welcome! Uh, thanks for joining me. Oh, yeah, and uh, let's go ahead and just kick it off, and just tell us a little bit. Let's just go. Let's go way way back.
0: Right? Uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, where'd where you live as a kid? So, I was born in technically I was born in Fortuna, California, uh, and we lived in Eureka, California, says so Humboldt County. Uh, it's the Northern 90 miles of, of uh, California. So on the coast. Uh, my dad was a commercial fisherman, so he was out of there. Um, but I was only there till seven, so. Oh, got it, okay. Uh, like I remember little bits and pieces. Uh, and then at about seven, my dad peeled out of that job and he wanted to start his own business. And he, wanted, he worked with boats and fishing boats. And so he wanted to be in a place where he could work with Alaska, but also along the coast in areas where fishing is. And so Seattle was it. And so we ended up on Bainbridge Island, of all places. Uh, and I stayed there until, let's see here. Uh, I stayed there until about 18. We moved to Sequamish right after high school. Uh, and then I went back to Bainbridge as a volunteer firefighter. I lived at the station for about three, almost four years uh, before going back to Humboldt for school. And then I came back here, ended up living on Bainbridge again. Uh, and then Suquamish again, and then finally Poulsbo. <laughs> so, and I actually started working here. I was still living on Bainbridge when I first started working here, right. but only for a little bit. Okay, so uh, so you went back to school in in at Humboldt. Yeah, What would you study there? So I went back. Uh, I went to Humboldt State. I had been going to school for fire science, uh, with the intent of going into the fire department a little bit further. Uh, but when I went to a four year college, I decided when I went to Humboldt State, I was like, I want, I want a degree of something I want to do. My, my mom was very adamant in the sense that like, like 90% of the people who get a degree in something don't work in that field. Yeah. And so I wanted to do something that was like interesting to me and I was always, I always enjoyed fish. I grew up with my dad as a fisherman, so it was something that it was always kind of drawn to, the ocean. Uh, but I went to marine biology. Uh, that lasted a year. And I had taken some classes in communication, which was kind of like some public speaking courses and and uh, just like general communication of like, like, how do you talk and how do people communicate and movements and, and nonverbal stuff that how they move and, and talk and and look and whatnot. And um, and it just kind of it, it piqued my interest. It was something that in a weird sense, the fire department always harped like when things went wrong, it was communication, yeah. something failed in communication uh this this happened communication breakdown uh and so it was something that was always kind of brought up like i was like this seems like something that's very interesting even though at the same point it's not like a a targeted field of something uh but it really piqued my interest in like oh this this keeps me intrigued and it got me out of college a year earlier and so i shifted uh majors after a year and so i could get out a little quicker but um but so it, it did shift over time. But I I really enjoyed my time in marine biology. I kind of wish I had stayed in it and maybe taken it for the long haul. But I actually really happy where I ended up. So yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think that's that's just truth life, right? Like, um, you can always look back and go, man, I wish I had done this. But you are where you are because of what happened in the exactly. past, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about athletics. What did you do? Uh, sports, not just athletics, yeah. but what did you do? Sports, hobbies. pastimes those types of things growing up
0: yeah um, I was always kind of I I love sports Um, I I wrestled in middle school Uh, I played rec league basketball I never went for the team I don't know I just for some reason I didn't really feel like doing a team I enjoyed the the fun of it but I didn't enjoy it so much all the time the competition of it Um, I left wrestling after middle school and I went into football uh, and I stayed with that for four years okay but I was always like, I say like, I played a lot of sports. I was always, um, I was a very coordinated kid. Uh, I had great accuracy with things, <laughs> uh, but I was, I was not very strong. Uh, I was not very fast. I was well overweight as a kid growing up, uh, especially in high school. Um, and so it was something that like, I really enjoyed sports, but I didn't excel greatly at them, honestly. Um, it was, but I had fun. And yeah. that was like... I think that's where I enjoyed like rec league basketball so much, is because we went in with a group of guys who were just like, let's go out and have some fun, right? Like, like my high school rec league basketball team name was Gaston, and then we played <laughs> the Gaston theme song from from the Disney movies. So it was, it was something we just got to enjoy, and I got to to work out, and it wasn't until much later that I started to break into that like competitive aspect of things with myself and with others. Um, but I did that through high school with uh, football. Um, I started to, near the end of high school, started to run a little bit and do a lot more weightlifting. I was, I started to, to really want to lose the weight, uh, and get a little bit healthier. Uh, I, at my top, I was 218 pounds in high school, uh, as freshman, sophomore. So, uh, but luckily I was, I was the same height I've always been. I get the, I got to my height at like sixth, seventh grade and then just leveled. So, but it was definitely big and there was not very much muscle mass supporting it and so um started to lose weight i think by the time i ended high school because of every day going to the weight room and 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 running afterwards i got down to in the 180s okay. which was which is t- a typical weight for me now it was still definitely not as muscular yeah. um but it, it was like a huge progression
1: yeah i mean uh, that's that's a big deal for a, a high schooler to lose 30 30 plus yeah, pounds right yeah so um you said you were in the weight room you're working out we'll jump to a little uh we'll jump a little bit later we'll talk a little bit more specifically about your nutrition coaching and such was there a
0: was there a nutrition focus then as well there was a bit but it was it was very like un it was unfocused nutrition stuff like i i knew from what i the random stuff you get told through tv or whatnot so it's like uh i started making my own sandwiches and i didn't put mayonnaise on it Uh, I made sure that I was eating, like, carrots or something as my side and not chips. It was just, like, trying to cut out certain random things. Uh, I think a lot of it for me was just not constantly eating or snacking or overeating. I was one of those kids that would, like, come home from school and... Go to the pantry and like, yeah. w- what can I get to eat? and oh, there's a box of mac and cheese, like <laughs> like the first thing I ever learned to cook in my culinary career was mac and cheese, and I learned that at like six right, and so that was probably the worst decision I ever made in my life, <laughs> and I try to stay away from it to this day, but that is that's dangerous food to me so yeah. Um, so yeah, so I started to work a little bit more on food, and that's really what kind of probably initiated a lot more of the weight loss right especially during the high school periods. I'd still, like, everyone has their ups and downs. Like, out of high school, boom, I gained weight right back. Uh, joined the fire department, played around with that, started running again, would stop again. Uh, went back to college, weight, played around again. College uh, well, the... has a way of doing that. It does, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I joined the rugby team, and that was... I started to work out again a little bit more, a little bit more lifting, um, but it really wasn't, I don't think I ever truly got focused into, to fitness, uh, until I shattered my arm playing rugby. Uh, and I consider that to be like, I shattered myself physically, but what it really did was shatter me mentally. Um, it put me in this weird, like initially I'll say, so it happened in January of like 2007 or something, 2008, um, shattered both arms, uh, both bones of my left arm, um, during practice. Um, and so... Pretty much I was like, rugby's done. That's stupid. Uh, it's a great sport, uh, but it, was just, it wasn't for me. <laughs> um, and so when that happened, like, there was a, an immediate depression side. Uh, I found myself leaving school and going to fast food. And on top of it, I was annoyed about where I was. This is like, it's, it's so stupid, but it's real. I'd go, I would get a uh, uh, double Whopper with cheese uh, with a giant Diet Coke Corpse. Um and then I would go home and I would sulk at myself and watch the biggest loser. <laughs> and I would I would just watch these people like grind on these things and just like destroy themselves while I ate burgers. Yeah, and right. like somehow that gave me solace in the sense that I wasn't that bad right. and all I was doing was just pushing myself towards there. Yeah. I've uh, I've eaten lots of ice cream while watching that show. <laughs> oh, God, it's so tough like part of it just makes you want to take in calories for how yeah. they're burning but so at one point I would say it took it took till spring break of that year so it was about two three months of just gross eating and bad depression and gaining weight and I just I had this one mental break like I knew I just needed to change what I was doing Uh, I had driven back up here for spring break I was staying with my sister the first night and I woke up the next day and there was nothing to do. Like my sister lived in a very small place and she, slept, she sleeps until super late. She's on a weird schedule. And so I just woke up and I put on shoes and I went outside and I went and ran. Forrest Gump style. Yeah, it was legit. <laughs> like I can't, like I, I just ran. My goal was to do three miles. Did about three miles. And I said, okay, I'll do that tomorrow. And I'll do that tomorrow. And I do that tomorrow and i did not stop running a single day for, it wasn't until after the the summer break, wow. that I didn't stop running a minimum of three miles a day. And there were times in there where like, I'd get off, I remember at summer break, I was working busing and stuff at a restaurant. I got off at like 10 and I'd go home and I would go run in the dark for three miles wow. and I'd just have a good time. And there were snow that so that when the winter came around, put on a jacket and go run and just be slow and don't slip. Like it was it was a true mental fissure that happened. Um, And that helped wonderfully for losing weight initially, but it had a limit because, I mean, honestly, I ate like crap still. I didn't really focus on my diet all too much. Um, And that didn't start to shift until uh, I wrote a paper on vegetarianism. And I was like, well, you can't write a paper on vegetarianism and not do it. So I was like, I'll do it until I write this paper. And that lasted about four years <laughs> <laughs> it took you four years to write the paper yeah it's like yeah i wish it took me a few months like a two-month paper and it, uh at least that's how i planned it out and then by the time it was i was like well well, this is kind of cool i had lost another like 10 pounds during that time yeah and i was like cool I'll, I'll stick with this and see what this is like and it kind of set me off on this path of constantly changing foods mm-hmm. and seeing how certain things react to me and and, and like understanding what is in something um, and initially back then a lot of it was just like what are the calories in it right? Uh, but eventually over time and especially as a vegetarian you're not thinking oh what's my protein sources at least I wasn't at that time I knew that protein was something you needed to get so sometimes I had tofu but like it was not a staple in my diet it was just more me being like okay that has this much probably should avoid that um, so when you say vegetarian was it like, strict vegetarian, no meat at all, or were you doing eggs and cheese and that kind of stuff? Um, it was, I did allow cheese. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was not, like, full, it wasn't vegan by any means. And I did allow myself one solace, which was if I caught it and killed it, I could okay. eat it.
1: Okay, there you go. Because uh, you can't give up fishing. Yeah, because I couldn't <laughs> give up
0: fishing. I couldn't give up, like, going out and we, we'd die for abalone. But be honest, I mean, like, that time I probably had meat, like, once every three months. Like it wasn't something I was really, uh, like nowadays it would actually be pretty easy for me to get meat. I'm much more steady with that. But back then it just wasn't something I was doing all the time. And so uh, I stuck with it pretty solid. I mean like I got meat from time to time but for the most part it was, it was a lot of, it was was a lot. Like here's one part of it was I knew I had this addiction to, to fast foods. I knew I was hitting up Burger Kings, I was finding ways, but I found ways around that as a vegetarian yeah. too. I, I was like, oh, if I'm a vegetarian, I can't do the double Whopper with cheese, but I can go get a bean burrito. Uh, at, and I can go, you know, like, so I ended up finding myself at like Taco Bell punch, yeah. Like, <laughs> so there was like, there were, still wasn't healthy stuff I was doing, so I lost like 10 pounds and then I had a, a falter. It just stopped again. Yeah, um, When I was in high school, so yeah.
1: t- speaking of wrestling, wrestling in high school, but I also worked at Burger King, and so during the season, my go-to was a veggie whopper with cheese. It was just a whopper without the meat, oh, and they dang. would make that. It was like the other the upside of it was like
0: seventy cents,
1: so it was super cheap. Oh, nice! And, and it was a good way to cut weight. But
0: yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the the cutting weight of wrestling is. Is a interesting beast. Yeah, I'm glad those days <laughs> are behind. Kind me. of glad I didn't do it in high school because it wasn't as important in middle school. Right. Like, yeah, they weighed you and stuff, but they right. weren't like get under. Right. They were like, you're gonna fight that big dude if you <laughs> don't do it. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> but in high school they were very regimented. Oh, like, yes. weight classes is coming in. Start spitting in a bottle. Like, yeah. oh god, here it comes now you can eat your jello. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, so it started with that and went into kind of the food side. Um, that progressed my running so i continued to run and i like always kind of grew up with this like um this thought that a marathon was this this pinnacle of fitness yeah i I truly thought like this i remember seeing it as a kid like 26 miles like to run that like i i ran a mile in high school i still remember the first time i ran two miles it was on a treadmill let's say it wasn't outside it was on a treadmill um, and it was like a little bit after high school, and I ran two miles nonstop. And I was like, that was weird because <laughs> I had never done something like that. I was like, they never had us run super distance in, in, in high school unless you were in track or right. cross country and you were training for your 5Ks constantly. And so it was something like I saw. And eventually, it was just over time like you're running three miles. Hey, today I'll run five. Oh, hey, I'll just continue on. It turned out to be seven. Before I knew it, I was hitting like nine or 10 and I was like, you know, this is, I should sign up for one of these things. Um, and that's what really propelled like more of a fitness focus, more slowly and, and was just seeing some of these goals in the distance and just one day at a time, like we'll go through it. And eventually I got my first marathon probably, it was uh, a little over a year after I uh, had started running. Okay. So it was like a year after you did the started the three miles every yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. It. it was a little over a year that I actually was like, okay, I think I'm ready for this, and I signed up for it uh, and went for it. Which what, what was your first marathon? Where was it? It was Avenue of the Giants. Oh wow! Yeah. Nice. So it's like so it great. turns out to be nice. like a really beautiful, crazy yeah. course, uh, and everyone that knows marathons, a lot of them know that. Yeah. I had no idea. I I've, 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 I've ran it twice. Well, it's you grew up there too, cycle. so it's like.
1: Yeah. Home, right? yeah. Yeah. I was
0: just like, here it is. I'm like, I'm gonna do this. I'm in college. I can knock this out. So, I I signed up for it, thinking like this is the like I need to be so fit. I have to be running constant. Like the training I did for that first marathon is probably more than I've ever done for any event in my <laughs> entire life. And then I showed up there, and it was like, as you know, a marathon is not. To me, it's like nowadays I'm like a pinnacle of fitness. I'm like, it's a cool event. Yeah. It's a, it's a wonderful event. I think. Most people, if you really wanted to, with a lot of determination, you could get through 26 miles Ooh, in yeah. a day. Yeah. Like, right off the couch. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, not to make light of the accomplishment. No, but no. By but no But it means. is definitely something that is accessible yeah. to most people. it's very accessible. And the the thing that throws people off is time. Yeah. They think about, like, I have to, one, run the whole time. That was what I thought. I had to run the whole time, uh, and I had to do it quickly. Right. Right? And so I showed up there, and you're surrounded by... People who are tall, short, yeah. big, small, all by people with walkers, like canes, <laughs> um, all kinds of stuff. And I remember just looking around and being like, you can do that. Like, wait, yeah. you can, this this is something I could have just like signed up and walked this thing and had this accomplishment. Not in, in any ways to knock it down again. It was just one of those like realizations that like, certain things and certain fitness goals are well within people's reaches um and it's shocking sometimes the barriers we put between them uh because of what we see from a magazine or what we see from the outside view of a so, lot of it was kind of a really cool thing when i finally got to but that that really started to avalanche a little bit more into the health and fitness side like i started to realize you know hey i'm losing weight this is possible um A lot of it's figuring out this diet thing a lot of it's figuring out you know getting out there doing stuff and getting accustomed to it Um, and that was probably like the real major start of everything yeah okay yeah so then fast forward from there how did you uh, how did you get involved in CrossFit so graduated high uh, college uh, and I came back here and uh, a, a buddy of mine who I knew in the fire department had started a gym uh, on Bainbridge, and he, he was just like, I went out and played Ultimate Frisbee with him, because he played Ultimate Frisbee in Humboldt. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's like, I, hey, I started this gym, it's, it's CrossFit. And he's all like, and I, I was like, I can run, I'm fit. Like, I'm really good and fit. <laughs> he's like, you should come in and try it. And I was like, mm, okay, like I'll try it, whatever. It's just like, go support a friend. Uh, showed up, first day, had running in it, so felt like I was going to be a champion. 400 meter runs, there was wall balls and burpees. Okay. So I was like, cool, whatever. You got to throw this thing, cool. It buried me in the ground. <laughs> the wall balls and burpees, I, I didn't understand, one, how to like jump back into a burpee. Yeah. So still had to do all the whole like step back, awkward, th- I like the amazing style that people do burpees especially to me still astonishes me like top level athletes when they just plop and explode. But <laughs> But going through that and then I remember like getting to the run and being like, this is this is where I should be good and I was crawling like I was almost walking and there was and I I hate to say this and and it's not a negative this this woman was amazing her name was Diane she was in her mid-60s and she ran past me on the runs and I realized I was like there's something wrong in my training like I was like I should be great especially here and because of what I did in there I'm ruined right um and I just was like, cool, I'll come back tomorrow. Like, cool, I'll come back tomorrow. Uh, and just started to avalanche into CrossFit. And just starting to learn a little bit more like, I never considered myself a great lifter. I never considered, I, d- I had terrible mobility at the time. Um, and it's something I've had to probably work the hardest on of all, all aspects. Um, but it was just like a this like, having something, one, running's great, but it can get boring. It can get super boring um i mean i was at the time i started crossfit i was running 10 miles a day five days a week wow. i had a 10 mile loop that i did and i did it in the morning or evening it depended what time it was i just knock it out and i do like i had two rest days like a sunday and a midday week that i just kind of relaxed and i was like okay i could be doing that for an hour and a half like set up shower two hours or something or i could go to this gym and we could work out for 30 minutes and i could feel destroyed yeah like i would feel energized after a 10 mile run i'd be like oh that was wonderful cool now i can go and relax crossfit was like Ah, oh, i can't drive <laughs> this is cool so so uh so that really propelled me into the crossfit side was just seeing some of these new aspects and like new challenges like i couldn't do a pull-up when i started so i was and physically literally thought it was an impossibility Um, I hadn't been able to do a pull up through most of my life, Um, even through all these sports and stuff. That's why I said, not crazy strong. Didn't have a lot of arm muscle, especially. Um, And then on top of that, broke my arm. So I thought that that was like, I was like, well, missed that one. Like that sucks. Um, But there was this like banded pull ups and there was these kipping pull ups and slowly progressing through one and the other. And I just remember going in every day and grabbing, hanging there for a second, dropping down, rubbing my arm because it hurts. And the next day, like, how close am I getting? And it was always just chin away, but before you know it, it was just one of those things that just, like, it happens. Right. And it was crazy like that. So it just always kept, like, giving me these incentives and presence and stuff to, to keep pushing through uh, and really started to fall at it. But I will say, like, I started CrossFit. I was running all that time. I had lost some weight. I still wasn't. started doing CrossFit and stuff. Still looked like, I have a weird body type, maybe, but I was still, like, chubby-ish. Like, I was always a little bit... Fl- I had, like, coaches be like, man, you work out all the time. You do all this stuff. Like, why do you... You don't look different. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel different. Like, I'm, I'm doing burpees better. I'm working right. out faster. I completed a Fran. <laughs> but, like, my body didn't make a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is like, was food. Yeah. Was food. I, I didn't dial in initially as I started CrossFit. Still vegetarian. Um, that lasted four or five months, four or five months or so. Um, and what it was, was I was, I was not recovering. Right. Like I would go in and do a workout and I would be sore and I would go in and I'd be, I'd be more sore and I would continue the cycle of like perpetual, not even like, oh, this new soreness. It was like, add that soreness, add that soreness. I would go to bed and sometimes I would just be like in pain. And I realized over time, like, there's probably, I'm missing something. There's a deficiency. There's a deficiency, source, right? <laughs> exactly. And it was, it, it was protein. Um, and so I started eating meat. And within weeks, a lot of that started to take care of itself. It was a very fast turnaround when I started to eat, like, introduced meat. So um, it was, and but... This was all very slow process. Yeah. Like, okay, I introduced meat and now I'm still eating a lot of the same crap, but now there's meat in it. Right. <laughs> and then you start to realize, okay, I need to cut out other things. So you start to learn about what is CrossFit? Oh, the zone. Start looking at what is your proportions of meats and your carbs and your fats? What is, now let's start to look into if I just eliminate these pieces or it became this like, almost puzzle for me, and I, I really enjoy puzzles, and, f- and food became this new, hey, if you wanna do this, how do you fit the puzzle to make that car run? Uh, and it, it fascinated me. It truly, fa- especially, I mean, it's, something can really take off when you change something and you right. see a result, and yeah. you have a reaction to it. Wow, I'm, I'm working faster. I feel like I'm recovering faster. Uh, I'm not dying on a 500-meter row. I can feel myself hitting a barrier and pushing through. And so there was these big changes that started to occur right then, and that's where I started to see a lot more physical changes, uh, especially with the gym was like granted like I could see the physical changes in the gym with my weights, right Stead lifting more, started running faster, did all these other things, but I didn't see like it in the mirror until I really started to focus on food. yeah yeah it's I had this I had the same experience
1: when I uh first started CrossFit, um, you know, the first few months of doing the fitness side of things, everything felt better fitness-wise. And there were some minor changes physically, uh, but it wasn't until I went to my level one and they started talking about the zone. Because at the time I was still an endurance athlete and uh, I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I, I still need all my carbs, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to the level one. And I was like, you know, they were right about all the work and outside of things. I wonder, I wonder if they're right about the nutrition side. And I, I did the zone and it was just like, three weeks and it was holy crap like it was yeah. shocking how different yeah. how quickly I changed so yeah I yeah. mean nutrition's key it's why it's at the base of the pyramid right? exactly yeah. yeah so how long were you participating in CrossFit before you decided hey you know I think I'd like to be on the other side of this and, and start yeah. coaching um
0: it was one of those things that like even before CrossFit when I was running a lot and I had started changing with my diet I had seen like you know like Hey, certain things work. This would be this would be kind of cool. I remember having a conversation with one of my friends from college, Kaylee. Uh, and just, she's like, what do you want to do? I was like, you know, honestly, like I have been an overweight kid for so long that I would love a chance to be like, hey, here's some things that you can do to actually like help people go through this and make some changes that work. Yeah. I was like, here's things that I... Now, granted, that was me scratching the surface of like a a gigantic bubble, (laughs) and it's like I look back at that kid and realize, like, man, you knew nothing, and yet you were still like intrigued in it, and that's—it's like you already had some little drive towards that side. What? And then so there was there was a little bit of a hinkling even when I was like I was like, this is kind of cool. Like this might be another step of something you can introduce with all this. Um, at the time, I was I was doing sales for uh, for Avalera, okay, uh, yep. sales tax services. Yep. Um, and so I would spend all my day sitting on a couch and or sitting on a chair and, and, and making calls. Uh, and so in about a year and a half into CrossFit, uh, the owner of the gym had asked me if I was interested. It's like, do you are you interested in coaching? And I was like, honestly, yeah, I would love to. That would be awesome. Um, and so I went Godline level one. Um, and it was like a month after that or so, I was thrown into some regular classes and stuff. And it, I ended up quitting my job and just, just moving over. Here's a Like I worked at a software company, so I had made a decent amount of money. I was paying pence for where I was living. Like it would... People would laugh. I was paying $375 oh my gosh. Uh, to stay at a place on Bainbridge Island. It was a trailer, but it was still a place on Bainbridge Island. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, you can't find anything now. Um, and so I, I had saved up a good amount of money. So I knew that I wasn't going to make a lot of money coaching at the time. Right. I was making like 1000 bucks a month um, with all the classes I ended up taking. But I knew I had enough. I could like dwindle my savings. And yes. like hopefully by then I can get into some more stuff and so i just kind of jumped into it like full-heartedly uh, it, it scared the the bejesus out of me like it honestly that was like probably that one moment where i was like uh, this is stupid <laughs> but you really enjoy this like yeah. i i went to the gym not just for working out i went there for fun i went there to have a social like I went there to hang out afterwards. I would go and show up in regular clothes just to hang out. Right? I just wanted to be there. There's like, everyone knows that moment in CrossFit when the, the yep. community became like almost more important than the workout. Um, and so it just I just started having fun with it. And uh, it, I mean, nowadays I'd say it was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. At the time, frightening. Right. Scared the crap out of me. Um, eventually I did start working... Side jobs and stuff to make sure that I I had enough money. I was working um, uh, mowing lawns for golf courses, working country clubs. Um, I did end up souring with that gym and with uh, that owner um, particularly, and uh, left to go work at a country club again. Uh, How long did you How long did
1: you coach full time though?
0: I was coaching at that gym. I was coaching for about two years. Two years, okay, right around two years uh, before I was. It, it was like, I love the gym, don't love the other stuff, yeah. uh, and wanted to cut, price to cut stuff, and I just I was like, oh, that's a good point for me to exit. Yeah. Thank you very much for the opportunity, but I, I'm out. Um, and I started working at a country club, full time. I was just very lucky that another person that worked at that, or worked out at the gym, uh, knew me and was like, hey, I know you're physical, you can work yeah. a shovel, <laughs> run a <laughs> tractor, cool here you go and so i worked at that place for a year and a half or a little over a year i was it didn't take long until i was starting to do crossfit here um i probably had a break of a few five three four months or so where i was like back to running and burpees because i just <laughs> i didn't have a weight room or anything and i was like oh i can do these uh, lots of annie <laughs> uh that explains the double yeah exactly as like one of the things so uh but started working there and did that I actually ended up moving to a different country club and I worked there for about a year before eventually getting the full-time gig here which uh then I left that and just back to coaching which was really really an awesome I was lucky to tell that person that you know like I have a goal in mind of working at a gym full-time and he was like okay (laughs) like I'd hate to lose you but if it happens, it happens. And it happened sooner than I think he won. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you started
1: working here full-time coaching. When was
0: that? Like, uh, oh, I don't even know what the year was. I don't either. Five years ago? Six, it, five years ago? Was it five? It was probably 5 feels like it was five years ago. I don't know. Well, see so here, wait. Crazy. I just re-upped my level two, and I had to get that about the year. Yeah, so it was yeah, about it's been five, five years. years. Yeah, that's crazy. So,
1: and you're one of the few coaches that came in with coaching experience. So you had two years of coaching experience uh, most of our folks are homegrown and kind of uh, go through our internship yeah. process here. But you came in; uh, you're the first full-time employee that we ever hired, so uh, it was kind of wild for us. We knew it was a step that we needed to take, um, so that was a it was a huge boost for us as a as a business. But you start coaching full time, and then when did you start to develop this interest in in adding nutrition as something that you were helping coaching? people through
0: yeah um it it really took me pushing nutrition for my own personal benefit uh to kind of extremes i would say um i started working through some challenges of myself like spending a month cutting out certain foods and uh dialing in my protein intakes and starting to log my food consistently and see where i kind of lie uh where everything was lying at the end of the day and Um, what am I missing? What am, what am I need to hit? And, uh, really kind of dialing in my own self. And it was like the one time I was like, I had that goal, like, let's get abs, like abs is possible. Let's do this thing. (laughs) And I, and I got abs and I have, uh, I have like a picture to prove it, but, (laughs) but I was also realized that like a lot of me getting to that point was, uh, eliminating a lot of the other stuff in my life that I enjoyed. And uh, not just like food wise, but I was avoiding seeing people because like, avoiding going out because uh, I didn't I didn't want to make I was like so afraid to lose this progress I had made like it was the like fat kid inside of me just being like, don't like yeah. s- hold on yeah. uh, but also realizing to a degree like that fitness is wonderful that being that way if that's what it makes brings you true happiness, that's great. It wasn't bringing me true happiness yeah. And so I needed to find a, a proper balance. Like, I was like, abs were cool. <laughs> but like, where where's the balance in life where I can enjoy what I eat, where I can enjoy pe- the people I'm around, but I also can perform in the gym and I can also play around. So it's like, I always like sometimes worry people might look at me and be like, he doesn't look like a nutrition coach. But like, there's this piece of me that's like, yeah, but what are your goals versus what are my goals? And I have to realize like, who I am is, is different than everyone else. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be people out there who are looking for, like, I want abs and muscle. There's going to be people, I just want to lose some weight. Uh, and there's going to be people like me. It's like, I want a healthy ratio. Like, I want to live life and have a great time. I want to be able to, at a moment's notice, run off and do a crazy hike or with some training, probably not as much as possible, do a 50K or something right. like that. So, so playing around with that balance uh, is really what kind of... Like initially pushing it to extremes, but then beyond that, learning what are the ins and outs of of other phases that I want to be in, or or of life, and etc. And yeah. so and I think you know I,
1: I think you said something really important there. And one of the great misconceptions that people have is that let's say someone has the goal of I want to I want to be jacked and tan, right? They want to they want to have all the abs and all that, yeah. and they think that. The only person that can help them get that is someone who else someone else who is jacked and tan and like mm-hmm. you think about that and like i always think about this like when when coaches say hey I, I can't do a muscle up so does that mean i can't be a coach i'm like no like you don't have to be you don't have to be able to do the thing in order to coach someone to the thing right like i think the nfl is a great example like look at head coaches many head coaches in the nfl i guarantee you they couldn't throw a 40 yard drop back, touchdown pass, right? Yeah. But they could coach someone how to do it, yeah. right? And so just because someone, you know, doesn't have the physique that you're looking for doesn't mean that they can't coach you to that physique yeah. or to that fitness goal or to that performance goal yeah. or something like that. I think it's a really, really important concept that people have to have to grasp. And it's really in in diet and nutrition culture, it's really so deeply ingrained that like well they don't look like what I want to look like so they
0: can't help me and that's just it's just not right yeah and I remember when I first started looking in like high school and I was like okay I'm gonna start going to the weight room and, and doing certain things like one of the guys that helped me there was there there was this trainer that used to come in for football and stuff and he would just show up for a day and I would just ask him questions like what what are some things I should do what and this dude he was shorter he was bald big belly but he knew what he was talking about there was there was no doubt in what he said and so i followed the things he said and i had success uh and i still think that person is like a really big influencing factor on certain parts especially initially as i go now granted obviously i had those huge ups and downs i'd consider my fitness battle to be something over many 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 years versus like a lot of people want something and several like i want this and i was like it's 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 in the long haul it's all about the focus from 10 years from now from 15 etc 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 so um it's just like people have the capability of doing a lot of things you just have to follow what they're what they tell you sometimes especially good coaches will know like i think you're a 100 percent true with that one yeah yeah what is the um
1: so I think there's a lot of uh, misunderstanding about what the nutrition program involves here, and um, you know, how how would you summarize the the At CrossFit nutrition program? Like, what's the what are the key factors that makes it successful?
0: Um, I would say uh, balance. Uh, this is a good question. Like, uh, I would say the key factors for here is is accountability, balance, um, and uh, consistency yeah so uh, it you come in here with with a goal uh, what is it that it may be because that's going to determine how we go about this and how diligent maybe you want to be um, and maybe I just want to gain some some muscle mass or something or I actually I've had people that I just want to gain weight like I've, I do want to I have trouble gaining weight And I'm like this is fun like right. this this is going to be a lot more enjoyable for when I'm like why aren't you eating? (laughs) It's like not something I get to say all the time. So, um, and then from that goal, we can develop some generalized idea of what do you need to be eating per day. We can work on some of the habits that may not be there. Uh, So working on like just eating meals, like it's a a lot of people skip breakfasts. A lot of people uh, don't have a lunch and then gorge on on dinners i was there at times but i remember probably one of the biggest key factors for me when it came to food was wake up and eat have a lunch have a dinner <laughs> like make sure you have something after you work out or strenuous exercise like being consistent about times even when sometimes it's it's not convenient right and that's the like finding that consistency through your day i remember days especially when i was very diligent about my nutrition coming home after a long day, hard workout and not being hungry and just being like, I just want to like go to bed and then making spaghetti squash and making some chicken and like the basic stuff and just sitting there like, this is good for me. (laughs) Like, this is my medicine. Like there are times when it's not fun, but, uh, but that was in a, a different extreme case obviously. But, but just finding, some of those loopholes that maybe they have in their diet currently, um, and then filling them with the appropriate foods and quantities as we go through there. So, you know, and I think uh, it's kind of,
1: if we go back to the beginning point of our discussion, uh, talking about your education background and you know, you made that switch to communication, communications and you're talking about in the fire department, everything was about communication. And uh, I think coming back around full circle, the nutrition program is all about communication, yeah. right? It's about you yeah. communicating to the, uh, to the person that wants nutrition help, but it's also really about them communicating back with you. And I think that's real key. Like
0: accountability is all about communication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And I also think it's like, there's that, <clears throat> that side, like we talked about, like just because a coach may not have a movement doesn't mean they can't coach it. Yeah. It's the same of like the, the, the person who has the best movement in the world may not be able to communicate that with someone. Yeah, um, and that can be really tricky. I've always felt that I really benefited from a lot of those communication courses and stuff uh, from theater, from from all kinds of weird ways of talking and communicating and getting points across and information uh, when it comes to coaching and when it comes to to nutrition. Because, like being out in front of a people, I, like people may not know this. I don't particularly enjoy being the center of attention of a lot of people uh which is weird being in theater (laughs) i enjoy doing theater but i still stress to the nines when people are staring at me (laughs) like and and that constant stress side but uh there there's definitely that i think that's helped me be able to communicate with athletes and get through and you know everyone's different like i've still had athletes that i swear i've said the same thing to or I've said the same thing in multiple different ways and then they go off and they see someone and they say the same thing I swear I've been saying and they're like I learned this new yes. thing and you're like it's what I've been trying to... high five like right, exactly. <laughs> like I'm just glad it got to you eventually <laughs> I w- wish it was me <laughs> but yeah. sometimes you know hey we all a little different especially as we go through yeah why
1: well, you know um... What's happened with our nutrition program over the last few years has been been pretty amazing. Like it's really, you've done a great job of building it up and 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 gaining quite a reputation for it. So that's really really cool. And I think it really just comes. I think it comes down to the fact that you lived it, right? It wasn't just something that you were a coach and you're like, oh, I could, yeah, I could take this class and learn how to do nutrition and then I'm a nutrition coach. But you, you lived it like this is this is something that you've experienced you've gone through the struggles you've had the ups you've had the downs and so when someone comes to you and says this is what I'm struggling with you can you can speak to it from a I've experienced that as well let me help you get through this because I've done that so yeah. I think that I think that's great there's a
0: lot of that of um, I would still say like like this is, it's still a continual struggle like yeah. by no means is because I'm a coach mean that I have it down perfect and Pat like I, I still go home and there are times when I'm like oh man like I don't want to cook dinner or yeah. I don't have anything prepared what am I going to do or like a lot of those same road bumps still happen to me constantly or, or trying to figure out what is going to be the healthiest meal around a family or etc like it's 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 just a constant work which is it's part of the thing that i love about it's the same with the gym like we still go out and we still train our pull-ups we still go out there and we still work on our deadlifts like i've been continually dialing in my back squat form because it's always been my worst squat yeah uh which it pays off over time but it's 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 still struggle you still have ups and downs so yeah yeah all right
1: so uh got to know a bit of your backstory uh Obviously, we've we've gotten to know a lot of your sort of your passion and kind of where that comes from. Um, I know we've got class coming up here shortly, so I'm going to start to wrap this up. Uh, and what I want to do now is I just want to hit you with some rapid fire questions, just so kind of people can get to know you just a little bit more. Uh, nothing too challenging here, but just some simple things that uh, that'll give us some insight into into Cade. So, all right. So, how
0: many double unders can you do? So my max was what four oh. Six? 404, 406. I have not repeated that or <laughs> attempted to repeat that in a while. Uh, there was a time when I was stuck at two upper twos. I hit 290. This was like super frustrating. Two ninety, like six. then I hit 297, then I hit 298, like failing at these moments. And then I didn't break 300. I went to 400 yeah. and something. And I
1: remember you almost couldn't walk for a week after yeah, that. Yeah, my
0: calves were... I was shocked at how bad my calves yeah. walked up after that. <laughs> Uh, alright switching gears what's your favorite movie favorite movie um this was the, like it always tears me up but uh Shawshank Redemption okay Shawshank Redemption it's not something you want to lightheartedly watch on a Friday but yeah, that's it is yeah it's a heavy one it's a heavy one but oh it's just it's, just, it's just it's a very beautiful movie uh of you know the human spirit but yeah. it's it can be tough to watch sometimes
1: yeah absolutely yeah uh alright so we heard a lot about you know your dad was a commercial fisherman we know that you like to fish what's the biggest fish you've ever caught
0: uh biggest fish i've ever caught um probably not that crazy big actually honestly it was uh probably like a a 17 pound king salmon was that on your stand-up paddleboard i wish (laughs) thing would have taken me for days to pull around now luckily that was on a boat yeah. What's your favorite exercise to perform in the gym? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Um, you know, I, I just love squat cleans. Okay. Like, I, I like they're just such a, a wonderfully beautiful fluid move, movement. And it doesn't take some of the incredible, like, tough positions that snatches do. But it is just such a, it, it truly looks elegant to me when it's done well. Okay. And, and it's just such a cool, powerful movement. Yeah, like, I'm gonna lift this off the ground. Like I, I think I just love squat cleans. I Which, mean, power clean, squat cleans. But. What's
1: your favorite movement to coach?
0: Oh, that. Yeah. I probably double unders. I do really enjoy doing double unders, even yeah. though it like almost stresses me out to coach because it's like, come on, good <laughs> double high, under those guy. High expectations. Like, yeah. Right? Like I should have this, but no but I still really enjoy because there is a lot of weird technique pieces to it that that uh a lot of people don't recognize that took me a long time to figure out
1: i always tell people when i'm when they're new to the gym i always say this is the most frustrating movement in all of crossfit because it looks like it should be so simple and you can do a couple and you're like
0: yeah i got it and then they just get stuck there forever it's just it's a weird movement. yeah and it was there was a long progression there like It wasn't I came into a gym and and understood a jump rope like I came in and I remember just sitting outside of whipping myself for like hours and just constant like I'm gonna get this and then it just slowly progressed from there but there was a lot of whip marks for me as well (laughs) what is your go-to karaoke song go-to karaoke song most of the time it's uh, save a horse ride a cowboy (laughs) by big and rich it's country music It's just right in range. Like, it's such a perfect range for me. It's really easy to belt out, and it's just kind of a fun, hilarious song to come into a bar and sing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, Probably
0: unexpected, too,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. Like, a lot of people (laughs) would not
0: think, like, oh, yeah, you chose the country song. Right. Because usually a country song turns on, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah. (laughs)
1: So we didn't really go into this too much. You kind of alluded to it a little bit, but your, your musical theater background. Uh, let's, let's wrap this up. Just tell us a little bit about your musical theater background. Like, when did you get started? How many shows have you been
0: in? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, quite a few. Uh, probably a dozen or so. Okay. Um, I started out in it. It was kind of a, in college. I, like, one of my outlets to mentally was was learning the guitar. I tried to teach oh, okay. myself how to play the guitar. Uh, through the internet and it it worked like there's things i don't understand about the guitar that some people do that i'm like that was beyond my youtube and (laughs) and random searching uh capabilities but i started to learn to play the guitar i thought it would be cool if i could play and sing um and so i started doing like some open mic nights and stuff and a buddy of mine who was in the fire department originally um he, he does crossfit too he was he was saying hey i'm in this show they they lost it was um, Cabaret, which is uh, based in Germany before World War II, uh, the buildup to World War II. And he's like, we need a Nazi soldier uh, who can sing. And I was like, well, sadly, I kind of fit that description. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, German background, this will work. Um, and so showed up and they were like, yeah, cool. Just throw in. And so I, I did this musical, I had like two lines. Basically, a lady would call me a name, and it was the wrong name, and I'd be like, it's Rudy, and then I would walk (laughs) off, Um, but, but, and I would sit in the background in the ensemble and sing along, Uh, and it was, it was really enjoyable, but in the area I was, like, on Bainbridge at that time, there wasn't a lot of uh, men in the 20s, uh, in their 20s, that were, like, wanting to sing in front of a bunch of people in a theater group, and, men in their 20s, is a very key demographic in a lot of musicals. Right. And so I just started having people message me like, hey, do you want to do this? So I went from that to Cats. And then I went from Cats to Brigadoon. And so I just started bouncing in between these and getting bigger roles and, and more solo parts. And it was just kind of this avalanche of, of fun. And I did do it once in high school. Uh, they, we had this like winter one acts uh, and it wasn't a musical, it was just a regular play. And that really was just like me being a senior and being like, I'm gonna do something crazy. And they were like, We have Winter One Acts. So I was like, Put my name on. Like, let's do this. And I just ended up doing it, having a blast. And it was kind of something that, like, like had someone offered me, like, Hey, we got this role in something, I probably would have said no had I not done that. Yeah. Um, but coming into it, just got to experience more and more through that theater, through that program, and just had just had fun like a lot of fun there's there's few things before the very opening night show uh that feel that chaotic and and gut-wrenching before you walk on stage uh that you learn to weirdly love yeah like you're, you're just so frightened but at the same time you get out there and you do it and it's in a it's a wild adrenaline rush uh because you could just fail miserably at any moment, <laughs> uh, and I have on stage, literally like cut off half of a song, and luckily I had a background of musicians who heard that I screwed up and somehow managed to just wrap it up and be like, and done. Yes. So they're like, we all have our failures on stage, but, uh, but it's just it's just so much fun. Yeah, it really is. It's so, cool. You know, we've
1: had the uh, we've had the good fortune of seeing you on on stage in a couple of productions, and it's it's super impressive. It's it's really fun to watch. So um, I don't know if you have any plans for anything in the future, but if you guys uh, if you hear the Cade's in a production, I highly highly recommend getting out and checking it out. It, it really is impressive, and it, it allows you to see a side of Cade that you don't. Ah, some people have gotten a glimpse of it here in the gym, but most people don't get a chance yeah. to see it here in the gym, and so so really cool. Hey, Kate, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Good to, awesome to just get a little bit of your background yeah. and uh, and talk about some of your passions and I look forward to having some more conversations with you in the future where we can talk a little bit more specifically about things yeah. with regard to nutrition and, and stuff, yeah. So I'd love to. Uh, a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And uh, again, be sure to click like and subscribe, uh, share the link with folks that you think might uh, benefit or enjoy uh, watching the show. Thank
0: you. There's also just in case um, there is I sang something recently but it was all recorded. Really? And they're gonna, it's kind of like a spring fundraiser they're doing for Ovation Musical Theater. Right. Um, so I sang two songs, uh, If I Were a Rich Man from Fiddler on the Roof and On the Street Where You Live from uh, My Fair Lady. And so I, whether they cut that out, I don't know. <laughs> no, cut! <laughs> uh, but that might come out and you might see it on Facebook. I'll, I'm sure I'll share it. Also. Yeah, be sure to share that. That'd be awesome. So Thanks everybody.
1: Thank you.